inspirational and instructional. Dr. Joe Schwartz's book, Super Radiant, sold on Amazon and Barnes & Noble, gives a step-by-step approach to finding your bliss through TM. Hi, everyone. This is Dr. Joe Schwartz, and welcome to my podcast, Resilient with TM. The first podcast, as you recall, we went over the definitions of stress. Stress is something that we all experience in this society. And uh, I told you there were really three types of stress. Acute stress, such as taking a test. Episodic acute stress, a little worse, working in the ER, for example. Or the worst type, chronic stress. Constant arguments when you get home. Constant uh, harassment at work. So the good news today is we are going to focus on all the ways, scientific uh, measured ways, to lower your stress. And what I really would like to do today is go over the popular ways that I've seen, for example, on the internet um, of so-called experts or coaches who um, give advice about lowering stress. And there are some of these interventions as a psychologist and as a practitioner of TM for many years that I really like. And there are some that really don't do anything. So I'm going to go over some of these and give you my opinion about them. And and the first one, uh, very popular, is to practice deep breathing. And according to one article that that I read about, Um, what you do is you just focus on your breaths. Breath in, breath out, breath in, breath out. And um, the the thing I'm going to say about that, that it it, it sounds like work to me, okay? And it, it may, in fact, be stressful for people to be doing something like that. In in the Indian culture, in the Vedic tradition, we have something called pranayama, which is a bit different, uh, where the, the intake of the breath um, is, it, uh, alternates between breathing in and breathing out with your finger. But it's followed immediately by a form of meditation, by TM meditation. Just doing the deep breathing is maybe a little uh, more work and, and some relief, maybe 25% relief. But it does have some small effect on the um, the parasympathetic nervous system, which is the restful um, part of the nervous system, as opposed to the sympathetic nervous system, where it's fight or flight. So you can basically calm down a little bit using deep breathing. But deep breathing all the time is going to help you a little bit, not as much as incorporating that with meditation and the two other ways that I like, exercise and talking your problems out a bit. And then um, there's a suggestion in the popular literature to use mindfulness. And um, again, that's another word, another um, synonym, I suppose, for the focusing on your breath and the deep breathing and watching your thoughts and um, trying to relax that way. 
But, you know, it, it's kind of like um, going back and forth and doing some exercise in your mind. And in a normal day, we're doing so much exercise in our mind, either figuring things out or dealing interpersonally with people or handling our work, that, again, I, I, it seems to me that that's something that involves more work. And more work doesn't translate into more help for you. Okay? So... Um, Mindfulness, guided meditation is another uh, um, method that's suggested in the popular literature. And uh, they all tell you to go to these apps, okay? And the apps basically uh, have a sound or um, a suggestion that you listen to, or even music that's very peaceful, uh, or uh, the sound of rain. And uh, what this is supposed to do is kind of shut off the mind and mimic meditation through guided sounds. Now, scientifically, uh, this technique has been compared to, say, Zen meditation or TM. And, and the research shows, and I'll go into this in later episodes, that hands down, transcendental meditation wins out all the time. And... It just isn't effective. It's not as effective. You have to find the app. You have to do the app. It isn't something that you know already and that you can instantly use like a mantra. Okay. Now, on, on the other hand, there are some interventions that I've seen um, that have been suggested in the popular literature, like exercise. And I'm a big prop proponent of exercise. Why? Because there's a lot of research which shows how when you sweat, when you do some aerobic exercise, not just meandering around, but doing some um, fast walking or, of course, jogging or lifting weights, bicycle riding, anytime you do that, you're, um, you're stimulating hormones in your body that will produce a calming effect and, and a happy effect called endorphins. And this is in the literature, in the scientific press, this has been well established that the more you exercise, the more you stimulate these endorphins, which actually, you know, runners claim that they, they get a high, a high from um, running long distances and, and anybody doing an exercise will, will report that they actually have a good feeling while they're exercising, and this good feeling will continue for an hour or so after they've finished. Uh, it's almost a calming effect, too. So I believe in that very, very much so, and I believe in that because everything that I'm proposing here is backed by scientific evidence, okay? Um, then on the other hand, there are other suggestions that I'm looking at here. Um, Time management, spend time in nature, okay? Now, a, a lot of these things will, will really, can, can really be summarized under the third method that I suggest, which is talking to someone. And why do I say that? In psychotherapy or in counseling, a good counselor is going to help you with time management. In other words, you, you don't have to add that on to the thing that you got to do 
to reduce stress, okay? Don't take on too much. Well, any good counselor is going to tell you that. So just go for counseling, and that, and that should be brought up. I mean, the first thing you might tell the counselor is, I'm so stressed out because of my job and my family and, um, um, and, and, three, and my volunteer work. Well, you have to make a priority and say, I don't want the, the volunteer work. The job and the family are more important, so that less, less priorities, less stress. Spend more time in nature. Well, again, you know, um, that could even be subsumed under the topic of exercise. If you're exercising and jogging outside, maybe you want to go to the park, right? But all these suggestions, um, any good counselor or coach could tell you about. Okay, it's not something that you, you need to um, uh, just add on, okay? Um, another thing that I've noticed here um, in reducing stress in the popular literature is eating correctly, okay? Go for healthier foods. Well, I, I, I don't, uh, again, um, once you start to get into exercise, once you start to get into um, TM, you'd be surprised uh, how uh, just doing those activities, um, it makes no sense for you to say, walk around the block eight times or, or go for this wonderful jog and, and then you eat a bag of potato chips. I mean, nobody, nobody who's serious about um, exercise is going to go for uh, bad food. And, and if they do, they're going to see that all the exercise is for naught because if you exercise and exercise and then eat 12 bags of potato chips, well, you just regained all the calories. So, you know, I try to keep it simple in my instructions, okay? Um, I don't think eating or not eating certain foods at the moment, I mean, if you really want to hit stress hard, is a, a priority, I think, down the road. It can be um, in the Ayurvedic literature that has to do with the TM um, program. You can really understand the cycles and rhythms of the body and certain foods that are good for certain types of personality, but I really don't think that that's necessary. Um, you really just need to focus on three things, and I've said this many in my first broadcast, exercise, talking to someone, and doing TM, doing the, the meditation is, is the, the most important thing because it really will have an impact on every area of your life, okay? Um, people, uh, in, instructions in the popular literature do talk about uh, getting coaching or getting therapy, reaching out to a loved one. Um, those are great. Um, that's the third thing that I pro propose is to get someone uh, in your life who you could talk to. Now, the, the downside of always going to your mom or your dad and telling them all your problems, and this is happening at work, and this is happening with my husband or my daughter, is that they're, they're very quickly going to be turned off by that or completely drained. And... It's, that's why it's so much, uh, it really is a very important step to find 
a good therapist, a good psychotherapist who's trained professionally, who's obviously being paid to analyze and, um, and listen to what's giving you problems and uh, help you figure out ways to um, attack your worry, your, your depression. And if, 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 you see, because if this doesn't happen, then it's just going to add to your stress and worry. Okay? Um, uh, I, I, I've, uh, there are other things that I see here. For example, spend time in nature. We talked about do something fun. Well, uh, again, that's just common sense. I mean, uh, uh, if, if, if you're working so hard and you're not giving yourself a break, um, most people will understand that that um, they need they need time to do something that's enjoyable to them. Now, again, if if you're not aware of that, or you're in denial about that, or you're angry about everything, um, professional counseling and psychotherapy is going to help you identify. Well, you know. Uh, Mr. Jones and Mrs. Jones, you need to balance the scales. You need to be doing something fun. Why don't you go to a concert? Why don't you um, do something, uh, play a game on the computer? There are a million games to play. Why don't you uh, join a social club? Why don't you go learn a new sport like, like golf or tennis? Okay? So in that case, you're even combining exercise with doing something fun. Um, or it could be um, a book club. That could be fun for you. Or um, going to um, the bookstore itself. So what is causing you stress? Are you being too critical? Are you um, smoking too much? Um, are, you, are you not getting a good night's sleep? Um, a, a, another suggestion that I've seen in popular um, uh, sites on the internet, for example, are take a nap, okay? If you take a nap, um, that'll make up for not getting a good night's sleep, okay? And uh, you'll reduce certain hormones by doing that, cortisol and adrenaline. Well, no one's going to argue with that, but in my opinion, taking a nap is a bit impractical since people have to work an eight-hour day, unless you're self-employed and you can just shut it all down and uh, have an extended lunch hour, you're not going to be able to take a nap every day. And one thing uh, that's a, a big plus for meditation is many, many studies have shown that meditation is 10 times more restful than sleep. You can actually... Um, recharge your body and feel more energized when you start to meditate just for 20 minutes. So would it be more practical for you to take a nap for 20 minutes or meditate for 20 minutes? In my opinion, meditation is a lot more effective. And again, this is all based on scientific study of how transcendental meditation is superior to other forms of rest and uh, stress reduction techniques. So at this point, 
I'm going to just take a break and and um, have you digest what I've said. And we'll come back and we'll speak some more. If you own a company and you're not producing a podcast, you're missing out. The public consumes messaging when they're ready. Join the professional podcast network of companies and let Jacob Media Partners put you in the podcast arena. Come to our professional studio or we'll come to your place of business and professionally produce your company podcast. Call Jacob Media right now at 267-261-3428. 267-261-3428. Dr. Joe Schwartz found transformation in his daily life through TM. Read his compelling story, Super Radiant, sold on Amazon and Barnes and Noble. All right, so at this point, um, I'm going to continue with my discussion of some simple and scientific back ways to lower your stress, okay? And Again, we know that there's acute stress, there's chronic stress, but um, they're just degrees of stress, okay? Uh, According to a study in 2021, more than 40% of the people globally reported feeling worried or stress. So stress is going to take a toll on your health, and chronic stress can make things worse, and you can go from being uh, hypertense to depressed and anxious, okay? So stress is affecting billions and billions of people around the world. And if you don't do something about it, and I think today it's so important to do something about it, it's going to catch up with you. And um, I think my purpose here is to teach people ways to be resilient. The, I've, I've named my podcast Resilience and Resilient with TM. And the reason why I named that is because TM is a big component of being resilient. But, there is, but you, you know, if you do certain activities as opposed to programming yourself in the normal or the, of, of what you've been doing up until now, for example, listening to the news or listening to arguments on the phone or getting involved um, with gossip or any of the things or eating um, tons of food and not exercising, over and over and over again every day, you're programming yourself by default. So there is is a matter of self-discipline that I think is important. Perhaps we can even talk about that later on in another podcast, how that can tie in with being resilient. Because to be resilient, you need to really discipline yourself and understand that setbacks are normal, for example, or failure is normal, or mistakes are part of your life. Okay, But I'm going to continue on today to talk about what I've read in the literature about um, handling stress and, and again, ways that, that I think are, um, are effective. Okay, so um, again, there's, 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 there, there, there's this concept of deep breathing 
and guided meditation, which uh, which which people claim that that has worked well for them, when in, in fact there's been very, very little scientific research to show that it has. And uh, this, they've tied this into following a guided meditation. And anything that's, that's done by a guide and not done by yourself from the outside, I think is really kind of a waste of time because um, you're really relying on that person to guide you through something or that app, something on the outside that you need to reach out for. And as I've previously mentioned in my other podcast on the definition of stress, um, the whole society that we live in is based on reaching out for things such as drugs or mechanical devices or things that or headsets. Um, anything other than ourselves so, that, to me, that's really an abdication of responsibility. And it gets back to what I just said a minute ago, how you have to have the discipline to decide you're going to sit quietly for 20 minutes twice a day. And most people, well, most people that I know that I've suggested this technique to eventually say they love it. But initially, they'll say, well, I don't have time to do that because I've got to pick up my kids at school or I got to pay some bills, or I got to listen to something on television. And um, there's a lot of excusitis that is really dangerous, in my opinion. And I think this is why, um, when you think about it, um, the best thing you could do if you're a very stressed out person is to just say to yourself, listen, everything that I've been doing, everything, all the ways that I've been programming, myself, have not worked, okay? I'm watching these shows on television. I'm listening to people on the phone. Um, I'm, I'm really not exercising, and I'm eating a lot. So, oh, you know, you, you might say, well, all I have to do is go on the Internet and find some guided meditation, and they'll show me how to do deep breathing. And I'll go on the Internet tomorrow, and I'll find another app that'll teach me a different way of doing deep breathing or guided meditation. And if I don't like that, I'll go to um, three other sites on the internet. So you're reaching out, you're reaching out, you're reaching out for an answer. And it's just like products. You know, um, our society is just driven by, by what's outside ourselves to solve our problem. If I drink enough uh, Gatorade, I'll have all the energy in the world to run a mile. So if I don't have the Gatorade, or if I don't have this product, or if I don't have this app on my phone, then I'm lost. Well, what about you? Don't you, can't you learn something once and have it with you for the rest of your life? Doesn't that make sense? So that's why I, I advocate mostly that TM is the answer, because once you learn that technique, you're going to be able to handle all your stress just by asking yourself to sit quietly twice a day. In addition to that, I really believe that if you have the energy and the desire and the motivation, you should exercise. 
because that will add to it. And it's working on the body and you're increasing the endorphins and you're going to start to feel the compound effect of the meditation and the running. And of course, if you really are motivated and you can't solve a problem, just admit that you can't and reach out and have someone help you. I think a big problem in this society is that, I mean, it used to be with men. Men kept all their problems to themselves. It was unmanly or unmasculine to talk about problems or admit that you're anxious or depressed, and that's, that's not what a man does. And, and um, I think I mentioned in my last uh, podcast, in, in, over the past 20 years of my practice, I've seen a, a, a 50, 60, 70% increase of men and women that now seek out psychotherapy particularly men, older men, men that have retired, men that are older and they're, they're stuck at home doing nothing. Um, and that's stressful to them and that gives them problems with their relationships. But the point is, um, I think we live in a society today that's, that is opening up. And we see this in, in the world of sports, for example. Um, it's okay not to feel okay it's okay to have a problem and get help for it. Um, psychotherapy and counseling is becoming way, way more acceptable than it was, say, 50 years ago. There's less of a stigma. And um, after you talk about something, how much better are you going to feel? And, of course, not just talking to anybody or getting an app to answer your questions or... Um, typing in a question and having someone respond to you online, talking with someone face-to-face -face or through, um, say, telehealth. Telehealth is wonderful because you're essentially in somebody's office, but they've come to you. You don't have to go out in the rain or the traffic. They're right there. But um, wanting to do something about your stress and is, is great, but doing the right thing, I think people can get very confused today because there are so many suggestions on how to handle stress. And they really miss the point that there's a tradition, there's a meditation that's been around for 3,000 years called Transcendental Meditation that can be learned. And as I mentioned in my first podcast, as a clinical doctor, as a psychologist, 100% of all the patients that I told to start the TM technique absolutely love it. They instantly felt better. They instantly felt they had a handle over their stress. And the, the wonderful part of it is, is that not only do you feel more relaxed, but things start to change in your brain. Your brain starts to become a lot more coherent. You start to, and if your brain is more coherent, you're going to be making better decisions. And making better decisions means that you're going to be cutting down or eliminating all those activities if you're feeling overwhelmed and stressed out, right? So you're going to give up your volunteer work, maybe. Not all your volunteer work. I'm not saying volunteer work is bad. But if, it's, if you have a family and a job and work that you have to take home from your job, and that's overwhelming you, well, then that has to be cut down. But one thing feeds into the other. You start the TM, 
you start to relax, your brain starts to act in a more coherent way, and you start to recognize all the ways that you're hurting yourself. It could be lack of exercise, it could be um, uh, um, lack of a, a person to talk to and share your problems with, or it, it could be it, you come to realize that if there's stress in my life, what's causing it? And a counselor will help you figure that out, but you'll start to figure that out on your own as well. So, so many things about um, the TM technique, exercise, talking to someone, three things, only three things that you can you could do now will help you eliminate stress. So I think it's important in today's talk that we, 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 we endorse those things that have been scientifically shown to be helpful, okay? And um, I think what I've tried to do today is tell everyone how there are things that are half helpful, for example, taking a nap, um, and almost impractical. But, you know, it, it, it's out there uh, on the Internet. Like, this is a way to, to manage your stress, just take a nap. And how are people going to do that if, um, if they're sitting in traffic or they have to, um, you know, drive to and from work, okay? Or if um, you have children at home, or even an elderly parent, you're not going to be able to just take a nap and say, you know, can't do that now. And um, do something fun. I mean, some of these suggestions are um, kind of very obvious, but how can you order someone to go have some fun? Well, if you're someone with obsessive-compulsive disorder, you can't give yourself a break. It's too threatening. You have to keep being on the treadmill and going from one activity to the next. So why did I use that as an example? I use that as an example because just telling someone to have some fun without telling them, gee, you know, you're not having fun. I'm telling you to let your hair down, but you don't want to do it. Well, maybe it might be a good idea to not just reach out to a loved one, which is another suggestion I've seen online, but go to a counselor. A counselor is going to be better advice than a loved one. Not that I'm, I'm saying a loved one's advice might not be the same as a counselor, but a loved one is not going to be professionally trained. It's not going to have the time. Um, you go to a loved one once, twice. You go to a loved one 50 times. Um, they're going to say, maybe you need to speak to a doctor, or maybe you need to speak to someone else, because I... I don't want to help you at this point um, with the same problem over and over and over again. So there's a lot more of a benefit to going to a counselor for psychotherapy. And, I, and, and please, please understand, this is no endorsement of um, going to a psychiatrist. A lot of people confuse psychology and psychiatry. I get all these phone calls all the time. Well, aren't you a psychiatrist? I need some drugs. No, I don't prescribe. There are natural ways of dealing with your problems. Oh, oh okay, click. Okay, so 
The, the idea is to reach out to a professional counselor if you're having a problem with your bills or with your family or with communicating with your boss and get some answers, okay? Because a lot of stuff you just can't figure out on your own. And um, let's say you're not having enough fun. Uh, to get back to the original example, why can't I let my hair down? Well, maybe I can't let my hair down because I'm so obsessed all the time uh, that the... Um, the doors aren't locked at night, or um, I've lost my keys and I have to check and recheck things. Um, it's too threatening for me to just to just um, do whatever I want for um, a couple of hours. So these these sites on the internet give some very snap uh, answers, but um, they really they really don't apply to. Um, even to most people, because most people, if they're not having fun, they probably can't figure that out on their own. Um, and, uh, if, and, and they're not going to have time to take a nap. And um, spending time in nature, I don't even think people think about that. I think that um, if they're going to spend time in nature, I think they think about picnics or going to the park or um, jogging there, um, or um, you have to be a nature lover yourself. And not everybody is a nature lover. And to decide to do that um, is a conscious choice, okay? Um, but I don't think it's the most important way, per se, of reducing stress. You can't always spend time in nature. What if it's raining outside? What if there's a hurricane? A good way to do it would be to do some yoga and meditation where you can do that in a hotel room. You could do that inside, outside. It doesn't matter. But you do it, okay? It's not that you have to seek out a park or, um, uh, you know, uh, or a nature preserve, okay? So these are okay these are okay things, taking a nap and spending time in nature, doing something fun, but they're not very, very, very effective and scientifically shown to reduce stress. And uh, just to reiterate, the top three ways to reduce stress is to exercise, is to talk to someone professionally, and most importantly, to learn TM. So that's going to wrap up my podcast for today, and uh, hopefully we um, speak more about this concept of resilience and how um, you can become a resilient person with TM, and we'll discuss that further down the road. Thanks so much for listening. Accomplish more each day. Dr. Joe Schwartz leads you on his journey with TM. Purchase on Amazon and Barnes & Noble.